Hello, this is Anna from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 25th of October. India recorded 14,306 cases of COVID-19 and 443 linked deaths in the last 24 hours. The total COVID tally stood at over 3 crore 41 lakh, while the death toll crossed 4 lakh 54,000. All these figures, however, are widely believed to be undercounts. Of the total cases and fatalities reported in the past 24 hours, Kerala alone accounted for 8,538 infections and 71 deaths. In Assam for the fifth consecutive day, over 300 cases of COVID-19 were reported on Saturday, taking the state's tally of infections to 6,8,000. So far, India has administered over 102 crore COVID-19 vaccines. On Saturday, the union government had asked the states and union territories to first inoculate those citizens whose waiting window for the second dose of COVID-19 was over. Meanwhile, the central government also issued an advisory on precautions to be taken during the festival season. While mass gatherings have been banned in containment zones where more than 5% people test positive for COVID-19, gatherings in other locations would require advance permission and will be closely monitored. Globally, COVID-19 has infected over 24 crore people so far, claiming the lives of over 49 lakh. According to the Guardian, the Russian government is preparing to impose country-wide restrictions from next week after the country recorded 1075 COVID-19 deaths on Saturday. According to a report in Reuters, in Melbourne, Australia, more coronavirus curbs will be released next week when the state of Victoria achieves a full vaccination rate of 80%. Prime Minister Narendra Modi today inaugurated nine medical colleges in Uttar Pradesh. According to Hindustan Times, a total of 2,329 crore was incurred to build the colleges. These medical colleges are located in the districts of Siddharth Nagar, Ita, Hardoi, Pratapgarh, Fatehpur, Deoria, Ghazipur, Mirzapur and Jaunpur. Addressing a public gathering, PM Modi said that the colleges will fulfill the dreams of a healthy India and that they are a gift to the people of the state. The gathering was attended by UP Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath, Governor Anandi Ben Patel, and Union Health and Family Welfare Minister Mansukh Mandavi. PM Modi added that the colleges will create over 5000 employment opportunities and around 2500 hospital beds will be added. Taking a dig at the previous government's efforts in improving the health infrastructure in the state, Modi said that the earlier governments left the people of Purvanchal to suffer from diseases, but now it will become a medical hub of northern India. He alleged that previous governments were only filling their family lockers and earning for themselves. However, he said that their priority is to save the poor people's money and provide them with facilities. Additionally, PM Modi also launched Atmanirbhar Swasth Bharat Yojana. According to News 18, the Yojana will be one of the largest pan-India schemes for strengthening healthcare infrastructure and will be in addition to the National Health Mission. The Yojana aims to improve the public health infrastructure, essentially the critical care facilities and primary care in both urban and rural areas. Listeners, While these changes to Uttar Pradesh's health infrastructure are welcoming, we should also not forget the distressing incident that unfolded in the state's Hathras district a year ago. 
Asha, a Dalit woman, was gang-raped by four Thakur men last September. She died soon after and her body was forcibly cremated. When the incident took place, the nation was outraged. But all too quickly, the story slipped from news bulletins. The victim's family presently lives under full-time protection while the trial in the case is ongoing. And until justice is served, the family says they will not conduct the last rites of their daughter. Their story is no longer confined to the brutality of what happened. It's about what happens to a Dalit family when they are abandoned by the news cycle. Our NL Sena project titled Hathras, a documentary by Nidhi Suresh and Parikshit Sanyal is a documentary on the Hathras case and its aftermath. But such projects demand time, money and resources. And for this to be a success, we are dependent on your support. So if you want Asha's story to be retold without getting hindered by any propaganda, subscribe to us and contribute to the NL Sena project. You can join our NL Sena initiative by visiting our website newslaundry.com. In an alleged encounter near the Telangana-Chhattisgarh border, at least two Maoists were killed by the combined force comprising Telangana police, Greyhounds and the security forces of Chhattisgarh, Indian Express reported. According to the police officials at the Mulugu district, the encounter started early this morning at the Bijapur border of Chhattisgarh, leading to two Maoists being gunned down in the exchange of fire. While Express reported that two Maoists were killed, Mulugu SP told Times of India that the number of Naxal casualties gunned down is still to be known and will be communicated once the operation is done. According to the Republic, however, at least three Naxalites have been gunned down in the operations. As per the officials, one SLR, one AK-47 and ammunition were recovered from the dead Maoists. Internal documents accessed by Bloomberg and other American media organizations revealed that within just three weeks of Facebook's launch, the social media company's algorithm had led a dummy user in India to misinformation, hate speech and violent content. Facebook's internal documents were collected by its former employee, Francis Hogan. According to the Bloomberg report, Facebook had created a test account in February 2019 to establish the impact of algorithms that ascertain the content that users see on the platform in India. For 21 days, the account followed the algorithm-based recommendations for Facebook videos and groups. Soon after, the dummy user's feed was overflowed with doctored images, fake news and violent scenes. In the days after this Facebook account was created, the Pulwama terror attack took place. After that, posts with anti-Pakistan content started appearing in groups that the test user was a part of. The Bloomberg report suggested that there were photos that showed beheadings and posts claiming that 300 terrorists had died in an explosion in Pakistan. Facebook acknowledged that the test user's account was filled with polarizing and graphic content, hate speech and misinformation because of its own recommendations. They also said that the findings from the test led to a deeper analysis of its systems. The documents also showed that the company doesn't have sufficient resources in India. The company allocates 87% of its budget for labeling misinformation in the United States, while 13% is set aside for the rest of the world. However, Facebook spokesperson Andy Stone told the New York Times that these figures did not include its third-party fact-checking partners, which were majorly located outside the US. 
Amid the ongoing standoff with India along the line of actual control, China passed a new law to strengthen land border protection on Saturday, the Hindustan Times reported. According to a state-run media in China, China's parliament, the National People's Congress, voted to adopt the new law on the protection and exploitation of the country's land border areas on Saturday. Scroll reported that the law will govern the way Beijing guards its 22,000 kilometers long land border with 14 countries, including India, Russia, North Korea, Mongolia, and Bhutan. These changes will take effect on 1st of January 2022. According to Reuters, this is the first time that China has passed a law specifying the governance of its borders. The law mandates that China can close down its border if a war or other armed conflicts threaten border security. It also strengthens the army's policy to work closely with civilians to form the first line of defense in the border areas. Regarding the border dispute, the law mandates that China will abide by the principle of equality, mutual trust and friendly consultation and handle such affairs with the neighboring countries through negotiations. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. and subscribe to our YouTube channel.